Section three of Poems on Various Subjects. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Elizabeth Clett. Poems on Various Subjects, Religious and Moral, by Phyllis Wheatley. Goliath of Gath, First Samuel, Chapter Seventeen. Ye martial powers, and all ye tuneful nine, inspire my song and aid my high design. The dreadful scenes and toils of war I write, the ardent warriors and the fields of fight. You best remember, and you best can sing, the acts of heroes to the vocal string. Resume the lays with which your sacred lyre did then the poet and the sage inspire. Now front to front the armies were displayed, Here Israel ranged, and there the foes arrayed. The hosts on two opposing mountains stood, Thick as the foliage of the waving wood. Between them an extensive valley lay, O'er which the gleaming armor poured the day, When from the camp of the Philistine foes, Dreadful to view, a mighty warrior rose. In the dire deeds of bleeding battle skilled, The monster stalks the terror of the field. From Gath he sprung, Goliath was his name, Of fierce deportment and gigantic frame. A brazen helmet on his head was placed, A coat of mail his form terrific graced. The greaves his legs, the targe his shoulders pressed, Dreadful in arms high towering o'er the rest, a spear he proudly waved, whose iron head, strange to relate, six hundred shekels weighed. He strode along and shook the ample field, while Phoebus blazed refulgent on his shield. Through Jacob's race a chilling horror ran, when thus the huge enormous chief began. Say, what the cause that in this proud array you set your battle in the face of day, one hero find in all your vaunting train, Then see who loses and who wins the plain. For he who wins in triumph may demand Perpetual service from the vanquished land. Your armies I defy, your force despise, By far inferior in Philistia's eyes. Produce a man, and let us try the fight, Decide the contest and the victor's right. Thus challenged he, all Israel stood amazed, And every chief in consternation gazed. But Jesse's son in youthful bloom appears, And warlike courage far beyond his years. He left the folds, he left the flowery meads, And soft recesses of the sylvan shades. Now Israel's monarch and his troops arise, With peals of shouts ascending to the skies. In Ella's vale the scene of combat lies. When the fair morning blushed with orient red, What David's fire enjoined the sun obeyed, And swift afoot towards the trench he came, Where glowed each bosom with the martial flame. He leaves his carriage to another's care, And runs to greet his brethren of the war. While yet they spake the giant chief arose, Repeats the challenge and insults his foes, Struck with the sound, and trembling at the view, Affrighted Israel from its post withdrew. Observe ye this tremendous foe, they cried, 
who in proud vaunts our armies hath defied. Whoever lays him prostrate on the plain, freedom in Israel for his house shall gain, and on him wealth unknown the king will pour, and give his royal daughter for his dower. Then Jesse's youngest hope. My brethren, say, what shall be done for him who takes away reproach from Jacob, who destroys the chief, and puts a period to his country's grief? He vaunts the honours of his arms abroad, and scorns the armies of the living God. Thus spoke the youth. The attentive people eyed the wondrous hero, and again replied, Such the rewards our monarch will bestow on him who conquers and destroys his foe. Eliab heard, and kindled into ire to hear his shepherd brother thus inquire, and thus began, What errand brought thee? Say, who keeps thy flock? Or does it go astray? I know the base ambition of thine heart, but back in safety from the field depart. Eliab thus to Jesse's youngest heir expressed his wrath in accents most severe, when to his brother mildly he replied, What have I done? or what the cause to chide. The words were told before the king, who sent for the young hero to his royal tent. Before the monarch dauntless he began, For this Philistine fail no heart of man. I'll take the veil, and with the giant fight. I dread not all his boasts, nor all his might. When thus the king, Darest thou a stripling go, and venture combat with so great a foe? who all his days hath been inured to fight, and made its deeds his study and delight? Battles and bloodshed brought the monster forth, and clouds and whirlwinds ushered in his birth. When David thus, I kept the fleecy care, and out there rushed a lion and a bear, a tender lamb the hungry lion took, and with no other weapon than my crook bold I pursued, and chased him o'er the field, the prey delivered and the felon killed, as thus the lion and the bear I slew, so shall Goliath fall, and all his crew. The God who saved me from these beasts of prey, by me this monster in the dust shall lay. So David spoke. The wondering king replied, Go thou with heaven, and victory on thy side. This coat of mail, this sword gird on, he said, and placed a mighty helmet on his head. The coat, the sword, the helm he laid aside, nor chose to venture with those arms untried. Then took his staff, and to the neighbouring brook instant he ran, and thence five pebbles took. Meantime descended to Philistia's son, a radiant cherub, and thus he began. Goliath, well thou knowest thou hast defied yon Hebrew armies, and their god denied. Rebellious wretch, audacious worm! Forbear, nor tempt the vengeance of their God too far. Them who with his omnipotence contend, No eye shall pity and no arm defend. Proud as thou art, in short-lived glory great, I come to tell thee thine approaching fate. Regard my words, the judge of all the gods, Beneath whose steps the towering mountain nods, Will give thine armies to the savage brood, That cut the liquid air or range the wood. Thee, too, a well-aimed pebble shall destroy, and thou shalt perish by a beardless boy. Such is the mandate from the realms above, and should I try the vengeance to remove, myself a rebel to my king would prove. 
Goliath, say, shall grace to him be shown Who dares heaven's monarch and insults his throne? Your words are lost on me, the giant cries, While fear and wrath contended in his eyes. When thus the messenger from heaven replies, Provoke no more Jehovah's awful hand To hurl its vengeance on thy guilty land. He grasps the thunder, and he wings the storm, Servants their sovereign's orders to perform. The angel spoke, and turned his eyes away, Adding new radiance to the rising day. Now David comes, the fatal stones demand his left, The staff engaged his better hand. The giant moved, and from his towering height Surveyed the stripling, and disdained the fight, And thus began. Am I a dog with thee? Bring'st thou no armour but a staff to me? The gods on thee their volleyed curses pour, And beasts and birds of prey thy flesh devour. David undaunted thus, Thy spear and shield shall no protection to thy body yield. Jehovah's name, no other arms I bear, I ask no other in this glorious war. To-day the Lord of hosts to me will give victory, To-day thy doom thou shalt receive. The fate you threaten shall your own become, And beasts shall be your animated tomb, That all the earth's inhabitants may know That there's a God who governs all below. This great assembly too shall witness stand, That needs nor sword nor speared the Almighty's hand. The battle his, the conquest he bestows, And to our power consigns our hated foes. Thus David spoke. Goliath heard and came to meet the hero in the field of fame. Ah, fatal meeting to thy troops and thee! But thou wast deaf to the divine decree. Young David meets thee, meets thee not in vain. Tis thine to perish on the sanguined plain. And now the youth a forceful pebble slung, Philistia trembled as it whizzed along. In his dread forehead where the helmet ends, Just o'er the brows the well-aimed stone descends. It pierced the skull, and shattered all the brain. Prone on his face he tumbled to the plain. Goliath's fall no smaller terror yields Than riving thunders in aerial fields. The soul still lingered in its loved abode, Till conquering David o'er the giant strode. Goliath's sword then laid its master dead, and from the body he hewed the ghastly head. The blood in gushing torrents drenched the plains, the soul found passage through the spouting veins. And now aloud the illustrious victor said, Where are your boastings now your champions dead? Scarce had he spoke, when the Philistines fled, but fled in vain, the conqueror swift pursued. What scenes of slaughter, and what seas of blood, there, Saul, thy thousands grasped them purpled sand, In pangs of death the conquest of thine hand, And David there were thy ten thousands laid. Thus Israel's damsels musically played. Near Gath and Edron many an hero lay, Breathed out their souls, and cursed the light of day. Their fury quenched by death no longer burns, And David with Goliath's head returns, To Salem brought, but in his tent he placed the load of armour which the giant graced. His monarch saw him coming from the war, and thus demanded of the son of Ner. "'Say, who is this amazing youth?' he cried, when thus the leader of the host replied, 
as lives thy soul I know not whence he sprung, so great in prowess though in years so young. Inquire whose son he is, the sovereign said, before whose conquering arm Philistia fled. Before the king behold the stripling stand, Goliath's head depending from his hand. To him the king. Say, of what martial line art thou, young hero, and what sire was thine? He humbly thus. The son of Jesse I. I came the glories of the field to try. Small is my tribe, but valiant in the fight. Small is my city, but thy royal right. Then take the promised gifts, the monarch cried, conferring riches and the royal bride. Knit to my soul for ever thou remain with me, nor quit my regal roof again. Thoughts on the Works of Providence Arise, my soul, on wings enraptured, rise to praise the monarch of the earth and skies, whose goodness and beneficence appear as round its centre moves the rolling year, or when the morning glows with rosy charms, or the sun slumbers in the ocean's arms. Of light divine be a rich portion lent to guide my soul and favour my intent. Celestial muse, my arduous flight sustain, and raise my mind to a seraphic strain. Adored for ever be the God unseen, which round the sun revolves this vast machine, though to his eye its mass a point appear, adored the God that whirls surrounding spheres, which first ordained that mighty Saul should reign the peerless monarch of the ethereal train. Of miles twice forty millions is his height, and yet his radiance dazzles mortal sight so far beneath. From him the extended earth vigour derives, and every flowery birth. Vast through her orb she moves with easy grace, around her Phoebus in unbounded space. True to her course the impetuous storm derides, triumphant o'er the winds and surging tides. Almighty, in these wondrous works of thine, what power, what wisdom, and what goodness shine! And are thy wonders, Lord, by men explored, and yet creating glory unadored? Creation smiles in various beauty gay, while day to night and night succeeds to day. That wisdom which attends Jehovah's ways shines most conspicuous in the solar rays. Without them, destitute of heat and light, this world would be the reign of endless night. In their excess how would our race complain, a boring life, how hate its lengthened chain! From air a dust what numerous ills would rise, what dire contagion taint the burning skies! What pestilential vapours fraught with death would rise and overspread the lands beneath! Hail, smiling morn! that from the orient main ascending dust adorn the heavenly plain. So rich, so various are thy beauteous dyes, that spread through all the circuit of the skies, that full of thee my soul in rapture soars, and thy great God the cause of all adores. O'er beings infinite his love extends, his wisdom rules them, and his power defends. When tasks diurnal tire the human frame, the spirits faint, and dim the vital flame. Then, too, that ever-active bounty shines, which not infinity of space confines. 
The sable veil that night in silence draws, Conceals effects but shows the almighty cause. Night seals in sleep the wide creation fair, And all is peaceful but the brow of care. Again gay Phoebus, as the day before, Wakes every eye, but what shall wake no more? Again the face of nature is renewed, Which still appears harmonious, fair, and good. May grateful strains salute the smiling morn, Before its beams the eastern hills adorn. Shall day to day, and night to night conspire, To show the goodness of the Almighty Sire? This mental voice shall man regardless hear, And never, never raise the filial prayer? To-day, O oh, hearken, nor your folly mourn, For time misspent that never will return. But see the suns of vegetation rise, And spread their leafy banners to the skies. All wise almighty providence we trace In trees and plants and all the flowery race, As clear as in the nobler frame of man, all lovely copies of the Maker's plan, the power the same that forms a ray of light, that called creation from eternal night. Let there be light, he said, from his profound old chaos heard and trembled at the sound. Swift as the word, inspired by power divine, behold the light around its Maker shine, the first fair product of the omnific God, and now through all his works diffused abroad. As reason's powers by day our God disclose, So we may trace him in the night's repose. Say what is sleep, and dreams how passing strange, When action ceases and ideas range Licentious and unbounded o'er the plains, Where fancy's queen in giddy triumph reigns. Here in soft strains the dreaming lover sigh To a kind fair, or rave in jealousy. On pleasure now, and now on vengeance bent, The labouring passions struggle for a vent. What power, O man, thy reason then restores, So long suspended in nocturnal hours? What secret hand returns the mental train, And gives improved thine active powers again? From thee, O man, what gratitude should rise! And when from balmy sleep thou op'st thine eyes, Let thy first thoughts be praises to the skies. How merciful our God, who thus imparts O'erflowing tides of joy to human hearts, When wants and woes might be our righteous lot, Our God forgetting, by our God forgot. Among the mental powers a question rose, What most the image of the eternal shows? When thus to reason, so let fancy rove, Her great companion spoke immortal love. Say, mighty power, how long shall strife prevail, And with its murmurs load the whispering gale? Refer the cause to recollection's shrine, Who loud proclaims my origin divine, The cause whence heaven and earth began to be, And is not man immortalized by me? Reason let this most causeless strife subside. Thus love pronounced, and reason thus replied. Thy birth, celestial queen, tis mine to own, In thee resplendent is the Godhead shown. Thy words persuade, my soul enraptured feels Resistless beauty which thy smile reveals. Ardent she spoke, and kindling at her charms, She clasped the blooming goddess in her arms. Infinite love, where'er we turn our eyes, appears, 
This every creature's want supplies. This most is heard in nature's constant voice. This makes the morn, and this the eve rejoice. This bids the fostering rains and dews descend To nourish all, to serve one general end, The good of man. Yet man ungrateful pays but little homage, And but little praise. To him, whose works arrayed with mercy shine, What song should rise, how constant, how divine! To a Lady on the Death of Three Relations we trace the power of death from tomb to tomb, And his are all the ages yet to come. Tis his to call the planets from on high, To blacken Phoebus, and dissolve the sky. His too when all in his dark realms are hurled, From its firm base to shake the solid world. His fatal sceptre rules the spacious whole, And trembling nature rocks from pole to pole. Awful he moves, and wide his wings are spread. Behold thy brother numbered with the dead. From bondage freed, the exulting spirit flies Beyond Olympus and these starry skies. Lost in our woe for thee, blessed shade, We mourn in vain. To earth thou never must return. Thy sisters too, fair mourner, feel the dart of death, And with fresh torture rend thine heart. Weep not for them, and leave the world behind. As a young plant by hurricanes uptorn, So near its parent lies the newly born. But midst the bright ethereal train, behold, It shines superior on a throne of gold. Then, mourner, cease. Let hope thy tears restrain. Smile on the tomb and soothe the raging pain. On yon blest regions fix thy longing view, Mindless of sublunary scenes below, Ascend the sacred mount, in thought arise, And seek substantial and immortal joys. Where hope receives, where faith to vision springs, And raptured seraphs tune the mortal strings To strains ecstatic. Thou the chorus join, and to thy father Tune the praise divine. TO A CLERGYMAN ON THE DEATH OF HIS LADY Where contemplation finds her sacred spring, Where heavenly music makes the arches ring, Where virtue reigns unsullied and divine, Where wisdom throned and all the graces shine, There sits thy spouse amidst the radiant throng, While praise eternal warbles from her tongue. There choirs angelic shout her welcome round, With perfect bliss and peerless glory crowned. While thy dear mate, to flesh no more confined, Exalts a blessed and heaven-ascended mind, Say, in thy breast shall floods of sorrow rise, Say, shall its torrents o'erwhelm thine eyes? Amid the seats of heaven a place is free, And angels open their bright ranks for thee, for thee they wait, and with expectant eye Thy spouse leans downward from the imperial sky. Oh, come away, her longing spirit cries, And share with me the raptures of the skies. Our bliss divine to mortals is unknown, Immortal life and glory are our own. There too may the dear pledges of our love arrive And taste with us the joys above. Attune the harp to more than mortal lays, 
and join with us the tribute of their praise to him who died stern justice to stone and make eternal glory all our own he in his death slew ours and as he rose he crushed the dire dominion of our foes vain were their hopes to put the god to flight chain us to hell and bar the gates of light she spoke and turned from mortal scenes her eyes which beamed celestial radiance o'er the skies then thou dear man no more with grief retire let grief no longer damp devotion's fire but rise sublime to equal bliss aspire thy sighs no more be wafted by the wind no more complain but be to heaven resigned twas thine to unfold the oracles divine to soothe our woes the task was also thine now sorrow is incumbent on thy heart permit the muse a cordial to impart who can to thee their tenderest aid refuse to dry thy tears how longs the heavenly muse end of section three